Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute a personal consultation with a professional. job interview today are you are you what are you job interviewing for is it a taxidermist oh i'm not job interviewing but i have a few clients right now that are doing um job interviews so oh so you're trying to help them out yeah i'm helping them out (laughs) i was not yet fired they didn't hear my worker my my work people did not yet hear disruption so i'm still (laughs) right right (laughs) You want to go to the experts. Yes, yes, yes. Some very important information that I need to share with with you all before we get started, by oh, the way. No. Oh, oh, boy. Because no. Oh, no. I had I had a revelation that was life-changing this week that I think we all need to be aware of, that cinnamon okay. bun Oreos exist and are magical. Oh. No. Oh. Come on. Come on now. Magical? Magical. They, it, is like a, it is like a WWDC keynote in your mouth. What? Really? Come on. Really? I, but cinnamon and Oreos, <laughs> I just, what is the, what's the wafer? What's the wafer it's part? A, it's a vanilla cookie. Okay. Okay. I am feeling a little bit better about it now. And so then the, the cream in the middle is uh cinnamon-y. Yes. Mm. It's like, it's like Dunkaroos from the nineties in an Oreo. It is fantastic. Okay. This actually is not sounding too bad. You've convinced me. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not. I'm still not sure. I don't know. I don't know. Cinnamon Oreo, cinnamon. I don't know. No, no. Seriously, Georgia, this is like yeah? VR for your VR for your tongue. That that's VR what this is. No, no, no. It does. This sound sounds really like good. the Coca-Cola freestyle machine. You know, like where it's like you're you're. Remember that scene in uh, Revenge of the Sith when Palpatine is talking to Anakin and he's like, you know, some think that the dark side is unnatural. Like, that's what this sounds like, you know? Like, it sounds like... Come over to I the dark side. We have cookies. They're filled with cinnamon. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. So how's WWDC? Is it is it as wonderful as it always is or always expected to be? I have full-blown bronchitis, so I've spent most of my time oh, in God. my room sleeping. Oh, it's oh awesome. my God. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing like flying to San Francisco and then spending... Three hundred dollars a night to sleep <gasps> oh, in bed. No. <laughs> but at least, uh, at least my my trip here was uh, comped. So well, that's good. Like business here, yeah. <laughs> oh god. Well, at least you have a comfortable bed to be sick in, if, if nothing else. Oh, it's fantastic! It's fantastic! It's smashing. What about you, Micah? Are you having you? Are you left right? Yes, I am back in my home office at this point. But while I was there, it was fantastic. I finally, well, we finally <laughs> got to meet each other in person, which was exciting. We did. We uh, did. Except Brie was go, go, go. So it was like, literally, we came inside uh, the the place where Rocket was doing its live show and Brie had just wrapped up a talk and then we talked for like two minutes and then sat down and got the show going and then the show was mm-hmm. over and Brie was like, by the way, I'm awesome and gotta go do some interviews, so <laughs> nice meeting you. <laughs> also, out of here! Yeah, also... That's my life. It was That's the Brie flyby. Felt. You got yeah. the Brie fly- flyby. 
it was the brief flyby, but it was, I'm a busy woman. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, everyone was kind of like, Oh, we want to talk to you. And you're like, I'm sorry, I gotta go. Which was, (laughs) it was, it was what I expected. Well, it's worth saying like part of that is I'd had a lot of death threats about that specific conference. So, you know, part of it is my security wanted to get me out of there, which Mm -hmm. is, I mean, it sucks, but that's the reality. Like, you know, all comp had to hire police to come, you know, sit and watch us record that show. So, you know, it's just the reality of the situation. I saw, you know, a police officer sitting over to the side and I figured that that was the case. Um, Mm -hmm. And luckily, you know, I was a little, you know, always a little bit concerned, like, hey, I hope everything's going to be okay. And everything seemed to be fine uh, during that show, which was uh, good. And and the people were so great. Um, They all really enjoyed the show. But uh, one of the things I was not expecting is oftentimes when I meet new people, they are vastly or they're like super surprised at how tall I am. And I always get like this is almost every time I meet someone new. I always get the, oh, I always imagined you at like five, nine or something like that. And I'm like six, two, something, six, three, something. I don't know. Yeah. Except when I walk up to Brie, I am like, I am not tall at all. Uh, She was wearing your, you were wearing your cool combat boots. And I like, I walked up to Brie and I was like, holy cow. So that was really exciting too. Like, you're a little midget man next to Brianna Wu. That's true. You needed to wear your heels that day, Micah. I should have worn my heels. You're right. See, had I known we were doing That's combat true. boots, I wish That's I would have got the memo. <laughs> so, yeah. So, let's get should. right into it. Let's sure. talk about Dub Dub. Let's talk about Dub Dub. Heck yeah. Dub Dub. Dub Dub. <laughs> so, you know, um, I, you know, I think this is an interesting year. I mean, we kind of knew from iMore ahead of time that no hardware announcements would be coming out. So, you know, I think the people that were expecting that uh, kind of don't know how to read into the Apple tea leaves. But Mm -hmm. I think the (laughs) overall um, message for this year is, you know, the the big feature that I think is getting the most talk is, you know, the the iMessages feature and kind Mm -hmm. of making it iOS for millennials with very interactive chat. But I think other than that, overall, it was a, it was really a year of refinements like you know you're looking at xcode and most of the upgrades for that are like you know checking for memory leaks and you know code signing um improvements and you know multiple dev certificates across different machines so this really felt like a a, a an evolutionary year rather than a, a revolutionary do you agree with that micah Absolutely. Yes. Uh, there, there weren't, I think that it was interesting because it felt so full of features and the way that they were like, Hey, check out all of these things that are going to be in iOS and then check out all of these things that are going to be in Mac OS. But when I started to look back, it was like, yeah, this actually, it was more about taking the time to really, yeah, refine things and make, make what we already have better. And I think whenever it came to something like watch OS, that was pretty much a complete revision of the system. But other than that, it really just felt like they were building on top of things and kind of looking around at the the tech sector right now and saying, these are the things that are working and this is what we're bringing to, to iOS and to macOS and to the watch and to the TV. Absolutely. I, I can't wait to have uh, our disruption planning chat and just to have every single thing I say, you know, have confetti to go along with it. <laughs> no. so, like, confetti I'm going to be 10 minutes late for chat, guys. Confetti. I gave you a confetti <laughs> gif in the chat. I, I tried to do my best to bring, you know, to bring the future to today. So 
I've been trying to convince my boyfriend to let me install the beta on his phone so that I can do <laughs> oh, the fun new stuff with him. Yeah, yeah. I've already got it on mine. I'm, oh, okay. I'm playing around with it. And, uh, but Micah, well, Micah, you're risking your life. There's nothing riskier <laughs> than installing a beta yeah. on your phone while you're a dub-dub. That is the equivalent of, like, with Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, when, like, you know, Sawyer from Lost leaped off the edge of the building and threw a mattress down, and then it inflated, like, Casper, and he landed on it and survived. <laughs> that is what installing the beta on your main phone is during um, WWDC. Like, wow. Yeah. Uh, well, see, it's like that during- I waited. I waited. I didn't install it until I got home yesterday. Uh, oh, okay. And, okay. yeah, because I knew. I only had the one phone, and I was going to need to, like, get to the hotel and... <laughs> And get to the airport. So I, I waited. I can't say the same for some of my colleagues, but I, uh, I'm i too much of a I'm paranoid just saying, person. When Brianna Wu looks at a behavior and says, This is too risky for me, <laughs> and you're doing it anyway, you should probably think about that action. Yeah. Look at your life and look at your choices. Is yeah. what I'm pretty that sure that the to. rule, though, is that if you do do that, you need to rename your phone YOLO. this is true this is absolutely true (laughs) i'm afraid to install it on my watch because there's no like going back once you've done it other than going to an apple store and the closest one is in st louis which is like 30 to 45 minutes away from me so i am letting all of my colleagues go before me there's something about like there's some saying about go forth ahead of me and i'm like you you do that i'll I'll be over here with my old watch os2 that never launches apps <laughs> I, I mean really though what it's less risky to put it on your watch because what's going to happen your watch is going to work worse is that possible i mean if it b- just gets bricked <laughs> it's probably an improvement uh, talk about the Ooh, hot steve. take salty steve <laughs> i have missed mr salty steve i, uh, I use my watch today <laughs> do you have an apple watch no no, I just like making That's fun of Micah. That's your lane, Steve Lubis. Stay in yeah. your lane. Now listen to this. I, I got went, let, the, let he without sin cast the first stone, you know. oh my gosh yeah no it's that's true in terms of what's the worst that can happen but the worst that can happen is that i won't have my apple watch and i actually do use it every day i use it to check the time right now i use it to do uh to check the weather to check basically i use it for my my complications and for notifications Mm -hmm. and in watch os3 my absolute favorite 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 feature is actually kind of a small one Uh, that ended up being John Gruber's favorite feature, which was kind of exciting. And that is that when I approach my Mac uh, on the new operating systems, it will automatically unlock. And there are some apps that do this, but they do it really poorly. And they always end up not working after about a week, and then you have to reset them and they work again. I expect that Apple will make this flawless, hashtag flawless, and I am very much looking forward to it. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that needs to be built into the operating system in order to really work reliably. And I know that that was like the one thing that you really wanted. I'm looking forward to you being happy with that, Micah. I'm looking forward to your happiness. Oh, I'm looking forward to my happiness, too. (laughs) You know, one of the things I was looking for at the conference, and I, I know you can appreciate this, Georgia, is, you know, Apple traditionally has really excelled in giving developers 2D development tools, right? Like it's literally the best in the industry. But when it comes to 3D frameworks and APIs, they've really, really um, lagged very far behind. So, you know, um, a lot of our Relay uh, friends uh, had an opportunity to go over to Facebook yesterday. I was talking to them at Jason Snell's uh, barbecue last 
last night. And, you know, they got to try VR for the first time and they're, they're really sold on it. Like these are people that aren't huge gamers and they're like, yeah, I get it. This is the future. This is awesome. I'm, I'm in. And it really worried me coming out of Dub Dub to see, um, you know, there's never been a year with less news about 3D advancements for developers. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, Scene Kit was barely talked about, Metal barely, barely talked about. You know, really the big gaming news out of WWDC was allowing um, games to ship with only controller support for um, Apple TV, which is good. I mean, I'm, I'm happy about that, but um, it really feels like they're ignoring this um, really important problem to solve. For for Apple and VR, you mean? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, you know what? Apple's never going to be one of the first people out of the gate. They don't do well when they are the first person out of the gate. So I think that it it behooves Apple to wait it out, see what works, see what people like. And then Apple's great at taking something that people already have and making it better. But when Apple tries to go it alone before that, they usually do a poor job. And so I think that it also is exceptionally expensive for Apple to be able to do that. So it doesn't really bother me that Apple is not jumping into the VR system. I think that VR right now, like, it's going to be, like, already, if this is the first gen of VR systems and they're sick, amazing, um, I I don't really worry that they're not going to end up getting into the bandwagon in an area that they feel that they can actually make some progress in. And Apple may decide to go this differently than other people have and decide to do this versus like research or hospital applications or something a little bit different than, you know, basic gaming in VR. Because VR is not just about gaming. Like the reason I love it is because of gaming. No, it's... it's but, not, but let me yeah. tell you why I really strongly disagree with that. Uh, and this is with all respect, because I think a lot of um, you know Apple fans really feel that way. But if you look at why the iPhone ended up really catching on, it's because Apple had excellent development tools and were kind of recruiting developers from the very, very beginning. So you can't just sit down overnight and say, hey, I'm going to whip up some 3D APIs. I'm going to make 3D tools for developers. Um, you know, this is all the, the hard stuff that happens behind the scenes that normal people don't really understand or think about. So the truth is Microsoft right now with HoloLens is making big, smart, important moves to like get the base of developers over for HoloLens. You know, this is what I think is really notable to think about. You know, Unreal Engine came out I believe in 1998. They have been refining this, you know, for 20 years now, and they are still working on it. And there are still problems with Unreal Engine. You know, these tools like, you know, Matinee, this brilliant system that lets you create cinematic events, you know, this doesn't, this wasn't just built in a day, it was built over 20 years. So because I, I agree that they can come out with hardware out of nowhere and surprise people, but actually putting together development tools that can justify the entire ecosystem and you know getting developers on board, you know, that's something they need to be working on very publicly. Right. So well, I, I don't agree you, with that. You yeah. don't have to worry that they're not developing it. They are definitely working on development tools, not publicly because Apple doesn't do that. So they're not going to put something out until they're ready to know how they're going to use it, where it's going to fit in their ecosystem system and and how it's going to be dealt with so of that you don't have to worry but i think that it wouldn't be smart of apple to put something out before they really know how it's going to fit what they're going to use with it and how they want to deal with it like you could look at hololens as being like a huge success a lot of people it's a kind of a lackluster entry into the field they put out a lot of um 
you know, when they first showed HoloLens, they showed it and what they could do with it. And then later now we're realizing, you know what, actually the screen size is much smaller. Now they're like making it even smaller. It's really slow. There's a certain delay and people are getting really upset with that. I think that Apple will come out when it decides where they want to go to. Apple's not strong on gaming. So they really, like, I doubt that they're going to be going into this with gaming unless it's for like the iPhone, which VR on the on phones, I'm sorry, it's, if you've ever used an actual system, it's terrible. It's, Sad. Terrible. It's just sad. There's Horrible. latency. You feel a little dizzy. Um, it's too close. It's too pixelized for that. So, you know, when you talk about a retina display, it depends on how close the screen is to your eyes. You're going to be able to see pixels, and that's going to make you have, and you'll see a flicker rate, which is really not good. If you're not oh, running at so 90 bad. to 120 frames, you're going to feel woozy. And then the VR systems have to foresee where you're going to be. And so that your head doesn't move and then there's like a jerky movement with the screen, which is really hard to do well with without super powerful computers. And still there's a little slight latency. We luckily right now with at least the HTC and I'll find out with Oculus when I have it, I'll know better for that. But I think that Apple's going to have to really take a look at what they want to do, because I think that I think that it would be smarter for them to head into, um, you know, systems that will deal with um, research, surgeries, um, you know, applications on, you know, microbiology, looking at things that they can do in that stand because they're not really strong for gaming. And the systems that are out for gaming are amazing. So I'm, I think that that's why they're waiting for it is because they don't really know where their place is. And then people would get all excited about it. We start to forecast what they're going to do. I think that Apple's okay because it has such a strong ecosystem and there's so many fans. They can come out of the gate late with this and everyone's still going to trust that Apple's going to do a good job. And because of that, they don't have to worry the same thing that you know Oculus and HTC will have to do. And, and at the end of the day, Apple still has a lot of balls in the air and they're... And- one of the things that was a theme of this WWDC was that they're just taking a year, which is what I was kind of hoping that they would do, that they're taking a year to kind of fi- fix the things that aren't working well and improve the things that are working well without adding something else on. And, I mean, we saw yeah. that with the Apple Music redesign. We see that with what they're doing with trying to collect a lot more of the data to be able to make Siri more useful. I, I Like, on the one hand, it feels like they're very far behind. On the other hand, it's probably good for them to not release another consumer product yet because when you know when when htc puts out a a a headset and it's good or it's not and and i know that it's good but even if like let's say it wasn't that probably wouldn't be the end oculus maybe if it was a flop it wouldn't be good if if apple's puts out a vr headset it's going to get scrutinized way more than anything that htc or oculus or sony is going to put out and that could not only hurt Apple's prospects for VR going forward if it's not ready, but also prospects for VR in general because that would taint the perspective of a lot of people in you know in in the general I, the general feel of what VR is. You know, I think that you you bring up a good point, Steve, and I think that people don't really see that if Apple puts out a product and it does poorly, not even it does poorly, it does really really well. So the Apple Watch has sold more than any other watch that's out there, like. It any, is other a smart huge, watch any other smartwatch there. apologies apologies for analog uh, yes smartwatch that's out there um a huge success and and pioneering in the field to it and even that people report on it as it's a huge fail for apple right. because right. it's apple so compared to the iphone like what else is really going to be able to compete 
And so what the this thing that happens is if Apple puts out something, say VR, before they're really ready, they don't know where it's going to fit, people don't really purchase it, it's exceptionally expensive. What happens is that after we get all this reporting, their stock prices go down. So it is so vastly cost, costly to Apple to put out a product that's not going to be stellar because right away people, like they're, they lose billions of dollars in a heartbeat because of their stock prices. And that's people, they're people that are their shareholders in Apple are not too pleased whenever that happens. So I think that it's really much more complex than just, you know, putting out stuff. Georgia, I think that's, I think it was really well said, but I also think it's really notable that like you, know, you and Steve, like neither of you work in 3D and, you know, I do. And I think it's, it's really hard to, it's hard to communicate just how behind the times Apple's 3D APIs are. I mean, you know, it's so notable that all the major games that come out that are 3D, you have to go to third-party engines. You have to go to Unreal. You have to go to Unity. You have to, you know, people code their own engines all the time for Mm -hmm. Apple. And, you know, this isn't just... It, like, look at the uh, tvOS and the Apple TV App Store. You know, I really wanted it to be a platform with more of a even basic 3D, you know, games library. And it's just not there. Like, go look at it today. I've seen, like, two games that are made in 2D, and both of them coded their own engines. So I think... You know, you're you're talking about a playbook that makes a lot of sense. Like it's the Apple Path for Apple Watch, you know, for the Mac, mm-hmm. for for so many yeah. things. It's like, yeah, Apple's not gonna race to market. They'll get it out when they're ready and they'll code their own software themselves. I would agree with that assessment with almost anything else. But mm-hmm. my message to you is because 3D APIs are so much more complicated and making good tools to let people tell stories in 3D is so complicated. I, I'm telling you that if you don't see them working on this basic technology that they desperately need for the iPhone, the Mac, and tvOS, and they're not unveiling it at WWDC, that is a really, really, really concerning situation for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I would agree with you in that respect. Like, just in terms of 3D period, like, they have a long way to go before they can even think about making their own VR headset. And I, I think that that's a really big thing that they need to address. Like I am like this close to ordering a copy of windows to put on my Mac, which I haven't done in the 10 years that I've owned Macs just because there are enough games that either I can't play or I can't play well that I want to be able to run on my computer and it's not getting better. And it just seems like it's a It's an area of focus they they don't seem to get or they think that it's good enough like they i i was really super salty when i saw them releasing uh, <laughs> re, well, well when they announced like replay kit for for tvos and i'm like that's a waste of time like because oh i disagree oh I, only because like i don't think that people are going to be streaming games or, or you know, sharing videos necessarily from games on Apple TV. I think that they probably need to focus more on, like, the things that they were focusing on in the keynote, like making it a better experience for watching video. But as far mm-hmm. as, as gaming on it, it's, like, there's already a number of the big franchises that announced games last year are dropping Apple TV 
this year. Like Skylanders is yep. not is not doing another version on Apple TV. Disney Infinity Disney is no Infinity? longer. Well, Disney yep. Infinity is just dead. So yeah, but yeah. it's it's still you know it, yeah. it just it speaks very poorly overall. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's just. It's not in Apple's portfolio games. Like that, they've never really been. It's. It's something that they've, you know, left out. And maybe they shouldn't because it is really frustrating. Because you, Brie, have been trying. You were. You were thinking about. You have Oculus. You're waiting on it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you couldn't get it on your Mac. We tried, like, you know, looking up different yeah. hacks for the Mac. But, but I hear that there's some good news on your horizon. <laughs> So yeah. yes, Georgia, Georgia. So I was so frustrated after last week's show. Yes. And I start looking through my spreadsheet and I'm like, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm like, oh my God, there are all these company bank accounts here. I wonder if there's money in any of them that I've like withdrawn. Shaking the piggy bank. So I started going through them and I found some speaker fees in one of my accounts and I had enough there to uh, get an Oculus rig. So I do have to say, I feel a little misled by Georgia Dow. I do feel a little misled. Uh You're like, 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 hey, Bree, I got this um, awesome Oculus PC and we only spent like $700 on it. I'm like, $700, $700, that's not that much. Okay, well, let me start looking at it. And then I'm like, okay, well, can you have uh, Anthony send over, like, the parts that he used? And he does. And I'm like, huh, um, hey, Anthony, um, am, uh, I'm going to, like, need, uh, you know, a case for this computer <laughs> or a power supply or some fans. I hear we I have nothing. We had nothing. She right. can start nothing. From, from nothing. Like, like I, we have like I, we used it for right. our um for our name. So right. we you have upgraded like one. The base. So then so <laughs> then the cost of like seven hundred dollars jumps up to like twelve hundred. <laughs> and oh, then no. I'm like, oh then the graphics card I want is the out of stock. Card. And then it goes yeah. up even more. So you know, Georgia, I I blame you. I blame <laughs> You. You're not going to blame me once you're playing. <laughs> I, well, I, but it's going to suck because I've got Oculus, which doesn't have the controllers, you know? Without the controllers, um, the games for that I play with Oculus, like playing VR and having a little tiny hand controller is ridiculous. Yep. It's ridiculous yep. and stupid. I'm just going to, I'm sorry. I know harsh words, but it is. It's ridiculous and stupid. Without the hand controllers, this is not a VR experience. Running around a room, picking up things on the ground and throwing it. I was boxing the other day. I mean, like, you know, ducking and uppercutting and actually uppercutting. I'm like, finally, my martial art experience is like, I'm like the bomb at these games. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm fighting with a shield and a sword and you're really moving the right way. So I'm I'm really hoping that Oculus starts to get out their, their controllers like yesterday because they say that they'll have 30 games coming out with them that will be... Fully activated, and then you'll get the full VR experience. But if not, get the vibe. Yeah, get I'm sure. Vibe. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to build the PC this month, and then I will come up with some justification to get the vibe um, immediately <laughs> afterwards. There's, so. You will. You have to have a. There's. I will talk about some good, you know, reasons that you have to get it. Cause. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's uh it's my line of work, so yes, I, I'm very this excited. This is a work expense. 
Hopefully, uh, by the next time we do Disruption, I will have my PC built unless I F it up somehow. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> we'll see. So, but what Final Fantasy name should I name my computer after? Like, because that's what I always do. So, it's like, I've got to start thinking of my name for my computer. Space Pope. No, no it's, not, it's not an elegant name, oh, Steve. Space Pope or GTFO. No, no. <laughs> like, the new female names from the new Final Fantasy are terrible. Like, I can't name a computer Gentiana, like that sounds so porny. Like, no, that I can't do it. also, that takes forever to say. You know right. how I feel Gentiana. about Sephiroth. I name all of my Apple devices after different Apple varieties, so like Creston, um, uh, Brayburn, all the different kinds of apples. Uh, I just go through the alphabet as I get new ones. Um, but I don't know. I don't know enough about the Final Fantasy characters to. I think it should. I think it should relate in some way to the experience that you've had so far. So if there's a character that like, I don't know, has uh, struggles with being able to get started, or they are, <laughs> oh, or or they are, I don't know, they're out of the game at the beginning, and then finally they come on and they kick so much butt, or something like that. I don't know, something that relates to your your computer and the way that you had to build it yourself, and then it took a little time before you could get the oculus um i think it's always fun to get to tie it to to a story i don't know i'm still kind of, now i'm kind of seconding space pope just because that would crack me up every time brie talked about space pope. <laughs> so I we're, we're space about to pope. put vive on space pope george down <laughs> space pope let me down uh, <laughs> needed more memory uh, for space, space pope. pope crashed again space pope is even better than i imagined it's unbelievable yeah. space, space pope, pope blew my mind I paid so much for this space pope. Hang on, I gotta I go jack another, into my space pope. I need another uh, space pope. Georgia Dalmas led me about the true cost of space pope. <laughs> Bravo. Have you, have you accepted space pope into yeah. your life? Into your home, into your home. Into your Let home. me tell you about, yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, Let me tell you about so my space pope. My life pope. changed since I discovered space pope. <laughs> Do you have a second to talk about space pope? No, space pope. Maybe that'll be a nickname. I'll stop. I'll try to stop. I I think it has to be. That's my thought on it. (laughs) All right. I I may actually name it. Oh my gosh. I will do a happy dance if you name your space pup. We can dress space pup up. Wait, we could dress it up with the case to match the outfit. With a little oh, hat. I, that would be incredible. Georgia, I have a, I have a question. If I put the Vive on, if I do get a Vive, can yeah. I battle you in oh. VR? Oh yeah, <gasps> you can. There's some games. Oh my god! There's some games There's that are game coming out battling? that are that you can actually. They're they're multiplayer games, or we could actually like play hover junkers, and we could be on the same team shooting out every. Like really, yeah. Oh my, my husband god. plays 3D pool, which I don't. Don't even ask me why he plays 3D virtual pool. Uh, with people all over the world. So, yeah, you can do people this. People all over the world. Wait, I can battle you? Oh, my God. Okay, that would be really cool. <laughs> and we would have to hear all of the details about how, man, I don't know who would kick whose butt. Yeah. Because Georgia play. knows Georgia some. Well, it depends on how, on how much time Brie has to hack into the game to uh, adjust right, the physics right, engine right. In, her, in her favor. Yeah. <laughs> can I tell you guys the most embarrassing thing yesterday? So I oh, get please. to Jason Snell's house for his barbecue, and like there's a Wii there. And yeah, I came there to network and talk to people, but I'm like, hey, can I play some Smash? <laughs> Come on, boot up that, Smash, that Super Smash, Jason. And they do. And uh, so John Syracuse is there, and he's like, 
all right, um, so teach me how to play Super Smash. And I do. And John Syracuse, who had never played Super Smash, beat me three out of five. No way. So I am... And then he no was way. never heard from but again. Do you, think, do you think that maybe <laughs> right. he's a secret like Smash player and he's played all this time and then he just conned you? Oh, this will be interesting. Let's put $100 on the table, Brianna. He's probably saving uh, up for his own vibe. That's, that's what's going on. That is it. incredible. That's probably it. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Unless they're going to put Destiny on the vibe, I don't know that he's going to be doing that. So, Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So we, had, we had a story of E3... Cause, cause Bree and I are gonna be playing like you know Star Trek VR. <gasps> oh my god, yeah. we can do that, Georgia. Yeah. We can do that. We can have our own starship, <laughs> yes. the USS Disrupticon, <laughs> which will go rogue. Like, okay, right I'm away, be Captain of the USS Disrupticon, and they're gonna be like, <sighs> Captain, you can't go into the neutral zone. Yeah? Let's do this. Hold on, Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> Okay, all the sweet, sweet membership fees we get for real, uh, for uh, disruption is going to go toward my Vive set, so I can you join you on set. that. It's not yeah. even maybe. It's so <sighs> good. I had my my like eighty year old people play the Vive, and my eighty year old. Do you have like eighty year old people? You just have stashed somewhere. Yeah, she just keeps them in the basement for you know when she needs to try out technology. You need it. You need it. It's so amazing. And my sister, who's a hunter, you can, you know, send. Yeah, she does. Anyways, I thought you were going to say my sister, who's a hundred. She's like, yeah, this she's is an interesting math. Like, she's playing these shooting games. And, yeah, she is an amazing shot. And I asked her, I said, well, how is this, like, you know, skeet shooting compared to, like, actual skeet shooting? She's like, this was comparable. This I could actually use this to make my shots better. So, Steve, did you, did you see this? I, I, saw, I saw news stories coming out of it. I mean, I'm not interested in star trek so it's oh that's right you're you're broken not yeah i'm broken inside so it's it's like i saw them coming out i saw the the they had some of the actors from like a star trek series come and demonstrate it and they were saying that yeah and they said it was actually more realistic than when they were on the set because they could see all like the wood behind the sets and stuff like that this actually looked like what they envisioned the starship to be yeah it's hard for me to get excited about it though because I'm just not a Star Trek person, you know. Like, it's- okay, so but Georgia, you're a normal person. So, what rank <laughs> do you think? What rank do you intend to hold on the USS Disrupticon? Like, I'm obviously captain. Like, right? Like the McKees have taken over the ship. I'm I'm captain. I, you know what? Hell yeah, I'm admiral. <laughs> it's, I'm it's admiral Brianna Wu. I'll I'll be I'll be captain. You can be admiral. And, but I think well, I should rather. You've got a choice. Like, I want to be able to fire phasers. That's all I want to be able to do. So you want to be a security officer? All right, what about you, what Micah? You what what role do you want to play? So I've got a choice between tactical helm, engineering, or captain. But we've already got a captain slash admiral. Um, yeah. I think I would be. Uh, do I want to fly the ship? And ship counselor. Ship counselor. Oh my gosh! If I could be ship counselor, absolutely, that's what I'd be. Uh, but because yeah. there are four choices, I think I'd be in engineering. I think it'd be fun to to be fixing stuff whenever it gets broken. These are the voyages of the starship. <laughs> yeah. Five year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Poor woman. I'm dancing. All right. All right. So, so, I mean, 
so I mean that's obviously really big news. Steve, you've got to be yeah. hyped up about Zelda though, out of E3, right? No, I'm actually I'm done. I have no interest. Zero. <gasps> <gasps> okay, so tell us about that. Yeah, tell us more. Oh my gosh, this episode, this episode, Ooh. the theme is like s- the saltiest of salty Steves. Steve hates him. Yeah. <laughs> no, this so, this episode of hold on, this episode Steve of disruption. This episode of disruption could kill an entire farm of slugs. That's how salty it is. <laughs> I am actually salting the earth so nothing good can ever grow again. That that's what I'm doing. But that was basically Nintendo's entire E3 announcement. And I mean, I've never been a big 3D Zelda person anyway. I've been more of the 2D Zelda games, and I've been a lot less excited about Nintendo in the last few months anyway. And what they're doing with the new Zelda game is they're basically making it Skyrim, but with Link. So it's an open world. You can go do all the missions in any order, regardless of whether you're actually at the level that you should be um, when you go to do it. You can just wander in, and if there's, like way way more difficult um enemies than you should be able to take on you can still do it and you'll just get killed immediately there's survival aspects like you have to forage for food in the middle of the forest and stuff like that and it's just it's like this is not what Whoa, I ex- like snake eater like snake eater is that what you're doing like like link is down on the ground he chops the <laughs> snake with his knife and then eats it he's like and then there's an animation of snake just like biting into a snake is that really what happens in that game because i never played yeah. it and i was always yeah i figured that there was some actual snake eating happening in that and game but i wasn't be sure like ah it's a good reticulated python <laughs> What in the world? Uh, I, I'm not making that up. I promise. You're like gathering like like nuts and berries in the forest, like, and, and it's just like Zelda games are already overwhelming to begin with, and they're show they're doing things like showing an hour demo of a game, and they're like, this is one percent of the game, and I'm like, you know what? This is this is not what I want. Like, I don't want a game that big because I know I'm never going to finish it. I I have trouble finishing 3D Zelda games to begin with. And it's just, like, completely turned me off from the entire thing. Wow. I know that there are people who are really going to love it because a lot of people love Skyrim. It's so big and it's got so much that it's just overwhelming to the point where it just doesn't seem fun to me. I feel like I have to say, though, like, you know, Metal Gear Solid Five. I was very skeptical about this, right? Like, open world Metal Gear and, um, you know, because Metal Gear is a story-based series, you know. It's a story mm-hmm. about a man eating a reticulated python. It's very touching. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> you know, like, I was very, very cynical about that. But then they brought it out, and it was a really, really good game design because I could see a problem, and you know, I could approach it in any way I wanted to. So the idea of, like, wandering out around a, a city, you know, like, wandering out in the wilderness and seeing like awesome things to do i can really see this moving i mean i i don't know i think you should i think you should wait till it comes out and maybe stow your cynicism your dark heart your salty heart i know the kinds of games that i enjoy and i know the kinds of things that i don't like i am not opposed to open world games in general like i've been playing mirror's edge catalyst this week which i know you have too. oh my god it's really good. good It's so really good. good. And and for that, like an open world is fine. Like I don't have a problem with that. Same thing with like something like Sunset Overdrive. But this is like this is Fallout 4 level of open open world where it's just too much to do. It takes it feels like it takes forever to get to do anything. And when I have 
limited amounts of time to play a game and sometimes those the times that i'll be able to play a game like that are like a week apart and then i'll have to try to remember what i was doing it's just it's not worth it to me it's not the way that i play games right now so it's that for that reason like i'll probably end up like renting it from the library or something and trying it but i don't it's just not the kind of zelda game that i would enjoy so and it's you know what i mean so anyway so i'll just sprinkle salt on it but that's I mean, there was other stuff that I, that was really interesting that they were showing that was that I was excited about. But oh, can you ex- can you describe your experience where you felt joy for once? Like what? <laughs> what, what, what? I, I will, okay. There was so, a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. they showed the trailer for the new the new trailer for the Last Guardian, and that and that dog wing bird beast thing. Like for some reason, it always makes me feel feelings. I, I you know I've never been a big fan of like Igor Shadow of the Colossus, but I am really excited about that game in a way that I wasn't really before. And not just because I've listened to John Syracuse talk about it, but I think that they're doing something with that game that's really appealing to me. And um, there was also a, the one thing that did get me excited about VR finally was the uh, idea of being able to pilot an X-Wing in VR, uh, which they showed for PlayStation VR. So that's... That that could be interesting. I don't know that that's four hundred dollars interesting because that was like the only thing that they showed of uh, PlayStation VR that looked interesting. You don't to me. know if flying an X-wing is four hundred dollars <laughs> interesting. They had a picture on Boing Boing of someone that built a real scale X-wing in their yard, and Frank and I had like a three hour discussion about how we would <laughs> actually finance that. So don't even talk to me about four hundred dollars to fly an X-wing. Being okay, too much, if I was Steve flying Lewis. a real X-wing and there was actually like a piece of something in my yard that I could point out and post on the internet and have people appreciate that, that's one thing. For me to strap a headset on my face and you know fly and then have people kick me while I'm trying to to fly the X-wing and that I can't. See See, that's that's something different entirely. My Whatever, house is dude. very violent. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway, so I hate everything. And how are how are you all doing today? Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just concerned. I'm really concerned about you uh, because there's been a lot of a lot of saltiness coming from you. I will yeah. say, uh, I talked to uh, 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 Federico, who is a co-host on Relay and also writer at Max Stories, and we were talking. He loves dogs, and we were talking about <laughs> dogs. Oh, and I got to show him photos of my dogs, and uh, he thought they were adorable, and I was glad. But he said, and I quote: "Well, no, I won't quote because I don't know exactly what it was that he said, but." The the gist of the story is when he was a kid, there was a dog and the dog bit him and he was afraid of dogs for a very long time. And then he adopted a dog and he fell in love with dogs and he doesn't know how to live life without a dog at this point. And so, Steve, I think you and Federico need to sit down and have a conversation so that Maureen doesn't have to live a dogless life. Sure. (laughs) I'm just trying to restore grace and happiness back into your Maybe life. Maybe if I can get a dog in VR and I can have the dog there and I don't have That's to go out and walk thinking. it at five o'clock in the morning. There are some cute dogs in VR. There, there really are. The funniest part is that when I there's a dog in, in one of the virtual, the lab. It's one of the games that you start out with that shows you all the different games that you can try to play. And so whenever I go to pet the fake dog, my real dog comes over and is very confused why I'm not petting it really well. 
Oh. It is, it's so cute. It's so, so cute. So what about this idea for a game? It's called uh, Steve Lubitz Dog Simulator. And you just put on the goggles. And it's like, oh, my God. It's like that scene in Alien where Hicks looks up into the, the thing. And then there are, like, dozens of aliens coming at him. And that's what it's like. Like, there are dogs coming at you. And then you run to the door and you open up the door. And there's a dog behind the door. And then you look down at your hand at the Vive controller. And, oh, my God, your hand has a dog attacking it and biting it. And then, and then like, you just, like, yeah. And then, like, you, you Yeah, like the dogs dog, from Resident and Evil, then you're right? like, yeah. yeah, and then yeah, the friendly ones. Log, and you're like, this isn't so bad. <laughs> this is as bad as Steve's dog simulator. I was going to say, this is, you know, there are those uh, s- those certain games and experiences that you can go do where you basically gain sympathy for someone who has uh, a specific, um, you know, a specific issue, whether that be like uh, having trouble with, with some sensory stuff or it's something like uh, a I don't know, not being able to see or something in which, so this would be the case where every time Steve uh, gets asked why he doesn't like dogs, he's like, let me show you at the Steve Lubitz dog simulator. And he's like, oh my gosh, I finally understand your fear. (laughs) Yeah. And then then I'll I'll turn the entire world against dogs and then we'll all live in harmony. That'll be. No, 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 no. I don't want want to curse all of you with my afflictions. But, uh, you know, just to get serious for a second, do we have time to talk about this Microsoft console announcement? Because sure, I think sure. that that's really one of the, that's actually more important than like anything that that Nintendo was showing. The fact that they're like pre announcing their next console without being able to sell it. Um, and they're saying that it's going to be four times more powerful, but they don't. And they're releasing a new Xbox one like this fall, but they're already like killing it with the next one. Um, but I, and I saw that when I saw that I was kind of concerned cause I just bought the Xbox one like a few months ago and I'm really interested in what they're doing with it because it sounds like what they're trying to do with their, their console direction is kind of taking the Xbox and the PC and merging them and then creating like a single platform for gaming the way that if you buy a game on your phone or on your iPad that you can be able to play them back and forth and that if you buy a new iPhone you don't need to worry about your old iPhone games not working and they're trying to do that for console gaming. So, I don't know if you if if any of you got to hear anything about this cuz this was going on at the same time as WWDC keynote was going on. Yeah, this actually flew right over my head. So I'm I'm happy to hear about it. Yeah. So I think that it's really interesting that they're doing a a new initiative where if you buy a game uh through that through their digital store that you'll get access to it on both the Xbox and on Windows 10. And then they're saying that Scorpio when it, which is the new console when it comes out is going to be compatible with all the games from the xbox one going forward so that your games will just come over so it's kind of like when you have a steam library or um or something like that and you get a new computer or you go get a new ios device everything just comes over and for the most part it works assuming it's been updated for the new operating system and everything like that i mean this is one of these things that sounds good to a consumer but i i I want you to kind of think through this problem from a developer's point of view so um steve do you remember when you played final fantasy 7 for the oh wait no you skipped that um no no, i played played some of it yeah but wait when it came out originally no i didn't play play when it came out okay so so okay i want you to imagine something (laughs) like it's uh it's 1997 
And, you know, a new console comes out, the PlayStation, right? Yeah. And you get a PlayStation. And it had been 16-bit sprites for the longest time. And then you get Final Fantasy VII. And all that extra power allows them to do fully orchestrated digital music, 3D polygons, like rather than seeing some 2D sprites, like move their hand up and down to fight. Like it's fully polygonal moves and these amazing, you know, summoning breaks. Like the technology allowed them to really break barriers and try something really radical and different and new. Um, You know, and that's a trend that has kind of, you know, sustained itself. Like if you look at the Wii, the motion controls allowed us to innovate quite a bit. Um, And, you know, even with the PS3, like that was a very different era on what we were able to do with, you know, networking being being built in. So this is very concerning to me because there's a a cheap way – to kind of use all that extra power and it's engine scaling, right? So something that, you know, Apple, one of the things Apple should start building technology to do is to kind of scale um, games for different devices easily. So like to say uh, the textures, because this device has X amount of RAM, you can calculate them to be this dense, right? Um, engine scaling kind of allows you to tweak settings in a very cheap way and, you know, add more particles, add sharper textures, add more, you know, of a light show to VFX. Um, you know, and all that stuff is good and it's prettier, but it doesn't really get down to the core of it and let you start really innovating with all that power. So my, my main concern with this is because you're going to have to default to letting things run on the older devices, we're going to be coming out with more and more powerful games. But the basic idea of it is just going to default to you know the lowest um, thing there. So you're never going to be using all that extra power to really push the boundaries or innovate. Does that make sense? Yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess the the only counterpoint to that is that they've been doing these types of things on you know on PC gaming for a while, right? Because they've been. Yeah. I mean, they have 4K monitors now. You can run some games at 4K resolution if you, if the, for games that support them. So they're already doing that work. And if they're already targeting a PC-style architecture and just bringing those two together, then hopefully, I mean, Microsoft is not is not Apple in this regard. That they've they've already done a lot of that work, and a lot of those companies are making those same games for PC already anyway. But you're just proving my point, Steve. Like, look at Horizon. Like, Forza Horizon 2 came out on 360 and Xbox One. And, you know, I love it on Xbox One. But, you know, when I look at a technically, you know, the technical version of it on 360, it's like the paint, the, the water on the windshield is a little more crude, the effect for that. Like, what you're talking about is this um, choice to really just engine scale which is what you're talking about. So um, I would argue that, you know, the, other than indie games, which don't really push the tech boundaries, I would argue that the the PC industry is horrifically stagnant at the AAA level. You know, Georgia, you and I are talking a lot about games that really push the boundaries here. Yeah. So imagine what it's <laughs> going to be like um, when you can't really go the next step with this. And do you see what I mean? Like, it's going to yeah. crush innovation. So so. I like it sounds great, but it sounds like a little bit of desperation that they're saying, listen, we're going to have this. It's going to run 4K. It's going to, you know, it's going to have VR capabilities, but VR capabilities is not enough. Like it's a great, it would be probably a great gaming PC, you know, 
the internals will probably work out really well for that. But I don't know. I think that it's just I'm I'm I don't know. I can't play I can't play regular games anymore. <laughs> I can't I can't I played a game the other day. I played a game that was like you have to get Vanishing Realms, Brie. I'll just say it. It's the first game. You have to play it. It gave me Vanishing all Realms? of those. I cheered. Okay. I stood up <clears throat> and cheered. I'm screaming, yeah, like at the middle of the game. I have, it's, it's just, I don't know. All right. Today, I'm, I am taking this raw recording, and I am cutting out the parts where Georgia gets super excited about VR, and I'm playing it back for Shane, and I'm saying, we have to go half on, right. on HTC oh, yes. Vive. <laughs> yes. Maybe my nephew, my brother, who doesn't game at all, is like, I need to get a room and buy this. How much is it going to cost? This is my brother. He yep. doesn't play video games ever. He never plays a video game. My sister, who, like, you know, doesn't play video games either, she couldn't stop. She's like, you know, get me the shotgun game again. And here she is, like, skeet shooting, like, her heart out. Skeet shooting. It's, yeah, yeah, it's my sister. And uh, this is this is the future. And I love when, like, people are often like, oh, yeah, VR, it's something. You have to try it. Once you try it and you try, like, true VR, not, like, then t- talk to me about how this is not, life-changing and its applications don't have to just be gaming so yeah yep i think that's well said i think that's well all said. right we should wrap up yeah i agree all right so i second that agree yes <laughs> I, I i i concur before i spill salt on anything else well, if you would like to leave us a voicemail so we can answer your questions in the future, because we are out and we need to have more voicemails, please give us a call at 508-418-3532. That's 508-418-3532. Must not be 18 years or older to call. You can review the show on iTunes. Please, oh, please do, because it lets other people know that we are out there and we are... I'll come to your house. <laughs> Bree will come, come to, to your, your house, house and she will cough on you and you will not we'll like get it. And it will not be good for you. <laughs> you can find the show notes for relay. You can find the show notes for this show and every show at relay.fm slash disruption. And if you're not interested in sending us a voicemail, you can also tweet at us at underscore disruption FM with the hashtag disrupt me and we will be able to find it. This show is, of course, on our wonderful, beautiful, great network, the Relay FM network. So again, you can find us on Twitter at underscore disruption fm i am at micah sergeant on twitter and steve where can people find your saltiness you can find my saltiness on twitter at wicked good brie what about you i i want to announce the place you can find me on twitter is starting a twitter fight with that P.O.S. Charles Tan, who's running the Rocket Twitter account now. <laughs> Disruption is taking you on. Rocket is the worst show ever made, and we are going to have a Twitter fight all week about this. <laughs> Terrible show. Terrible uh, show. And the worst. You know, it's just the worst. So you can see me having a fight with Charles Tan on uh, the Rocket Twitter at, uh, I think I still have control, at least until Steve rescinds it on yeah. the, the disruption uh, Oh, no, I, I want, I'm, I'm getting my popcorn. I want to see this. Okay. I'm fine. That's good. <laughs> it's it the is battle on. of the Twitter handles. Did you did you see this week where one of our people is like like hey I'd like to see you make this a poll and like I'm I'm like continuing to like drag him along with that. that yes, I did yes. see that. It was that glorious. Was <laughs> I love I love ruining our Twitter account, making it unprofessional. Where you can also see me doing that at Space Cat Gal. 
Woo! And underscore Georgia, where can people find you on Twitter? <laughs> At Georgia underscore Dow. And also, if you're dealing with anxiety or any other issues, you can check out anxiety-videos.com. Georgia, I'm just going to put this out there. Do you know if Space Pope is taken? The Twitter handle Space Pope. <laughs> Let me take a look. Let me take you a should look, look right into now. that. I'm looking into it at Space Pope. Okay, let's please, see it. Please, and please. it's no tweets found. But there is a Space Pope account. Yes. There is. Oh, oh, that's sad. How about underscore uh, Space Pope or Space no, underscore? That doesn't pope. solve the problem. You no. can get the Space Pope. Ooh, the Space Pope. Maybe you could get at George's not the Space Pope. She's a Space Pope. Come on. The the Space Pope, yeah. Or, well, I don't know. A Space Pope? There are multiple Space Popes through space and time. Uh, You can get a a Space Pope also. A Space Pope. A Space Pope. No. Uh, There are nine tweets and seven people following at Space Pope. All righty. Well, I guess that wraps it up. And it's only time for the saltiest, salty, salty Steve to tell us all to go home. Go home. Go listen to something else. Goodbye. <laughs> Go listen to Rocket live from WWDC. No. Go listen to Terrible that show. show. Oh, wait. I forgot Terrible Rocket's show. the worst. I forgot. Very bad show. <laughs> okay. Go buy a dog. Go. 